This is St. Peter's. My name's Matthew Watson, and in the a Space to Grow, I'm one of the trustees of A Space to Grow, which is our community garden. And particularly, I look after the bees. I'm the, the apiarist. Mainly, I think, because nobody else fancied getting stung as much as I, as I did. <laughs> now we can have a look in here. And this is where, this is the brood box. So the bees will be laying eggs here, and we're looking the other week when I looked, there was one and a half frames, I think, of brood. So we're looking to see about that. And hopefully we can see the queen. The ones which are sticking out, that's drone brood. So they're the males and they're slightly bigger. And there's the queen, look, right at the top. Just here, look, just there, look. See how she's a little bit bigger? So we've got brood on two frames, which is really good. Let's see if we've got brood on a third frame. There's no brood there, that's all pollen in there, and there's no brood there. So we're hopefully going to be seeing, there shouldn't be any on this outside frame here, but we'll have a quick, a quick look. That's all pollen, sugar from the sugar thing, so we do need to get them on to syrup feed probably tomorrow. We'll just close this back up again. Uh, my name's Ian Spence, and uh, I'm the, one of the glass blowers here. It's situated at the National Glass Centre, which is part of the university. So you see Kalki here. He's actually making a wine glass. He's uh, we've got our two furnaces. They're both electrical powered, which you may see Kalki enter shortly. This is a reheating chamber. This is purely, purely uh, gas and air, which is uh, 1,230 degrees in there. That's our melting temperature. So that's just purely used to, to keep the glass hot as you manipulate it and also melt the colours. Whereas the furnace next to it, that's 1,130 degrees and that's where you have all your molten clay glass. And it's just like getting honey out of a jar. So Kelly's busy shaping that up at the moment in the bench. When he gets it, he's waiting at the temperatures. He's also twisting it by turning all the time. You've got to continuously turn, otherwise gravity takes over and it wants to be on the floor. So here we've got all different colours glass here. There's lots of it in the cabinets. They all come in different grades. So you have like a, a very fine, uh, like a talcum powder. It's just crushed glass in every colour you want. Then you get a, like a sugar form, all the way up to a bigger chip, such as these, and then the solid bars. So we have solid rods, which is approximately a foot long. And these are an opaque colours or transparent colours. The opaque colours, you can actually see what colours these are. But the transparent colours need light to pass through. So when you, when you blow it up and it gets thinner, 
it allows the light in, then you see the true colour. Yeah. You look into the furnace, I say it's electrical powered, so you'll see the elements in there. And that's just a big bath of molten glass in there. So that's 1130 degrees from the bottom of the door to the base. There's a big ceramic bowl in there and that contains the hot clear glass. So this is what the, what the glass looks like. We would actually shovel that in when the furnace is empty. The only difference with the clear glass and the coloured glass is the metal oxide. And that gives you each individual colour. My name's Alex Richards, um, I'm at Sunderland Lifeboat Station and I'm the press officer for Sunderland Lifeboats. Well, Sunderland Lifeboat Station is actually one of the oldest lifeboat stations in the country, so it's been around for well over 100 years, um, this lifeboat station. Not in this building, um, but in the local area situated near to the marina. In the northeast, Sunderland was the busiest lifeboat station, so about 100 call-outs last year. Um, so, I mean, obviously there are stations where there, there is still a really um, busy sort of shipping port, um, and, you know, they will get a lot of call-outs. But for um, a station like ourselves in the northeast, 100 call-outs is a lot. You know, some of them in the middle of the night, um, early hours of the morning. Christmas Day, we've had call-outs, so the crew have <laughs> given up their Christmas dinner and come down. Um, so that's the sound when our um, pages alert. Um, so that's the sound that wakes us up at two o'clock in the morning when, the, when there's a job. Um, all of the crew carry a little pager with them so that they can respond wherever they are and that's the sound that we hear. Obviously running a lifeboat station, we're 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You know, we're never closed. Um, so if, if anybody really is interested in volunteering, they can always come down um, on a Tuesday night or a Sunday morning, have a chat to the crew, see what's involved. We're happy to show them around the station. Um, and then, like I say, you can go on the national website and um, there's a volunteering page there and it tells you a bit more about what's involved and you can register on there if you'd like to volunteer with us.